I haven't really woken up oh, until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. McDonald's. I'm loving it. Welcome to the Cocoa Express Network. Talk radio that informs. Talk radio that inspires. Radio that enlightens. Talk radio for us all. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Relationship Remedies for Us with me, your host, Dr. Linda Wiley. I'm bringing you another Relationship Remedy today, and this is your time to sit back and relax, bring your questions, your comments, and most importantly, bring an open mind. If you want to be a part of today's conversation, feel free to join me at 347-637-2319. Again, the number to call is 347-637-2319. Two three one nine. So today we're taking a look at toxic relationships and how you can tell the difference between a relationship that's healthy and one that's not. Now, for those of you who uh, have listened previously, you may have heard the show where we talked about the seven factors of a healthy relationship. And if you missed that, of course, you can find it in the archives at the Cocoa Express show here on Blog Talk Radio. Or you can go to my website, drlindawiley.com, and purchase a CD that we have called Healthy Relationships Plain and Simple. That does lay out for you what are the seven factors that are basic and fundamental to have any kind of healthy, happy relationship. But today we're putting a slightly different twist on it because I keep encountering people who I don't know if they're trying to convince me or convince themselves, but they're talking to me about how healthy their relationship is, yet they seem to be unhappy, disgruntled, something is going on. Now, just because you're not happy, of course, that doesn't mean your relationship is toxic, but it is an indicator that something is not quite right. It's almost like from a physical standpoint, from a medical standpoint, if you break out in a rash or if you have a fever, you know, it doesn't mean that you're unhealthy, But those are signs and symptoms to let you know that you need to do a checkup because something is not quite right. And I'm sure that each of you has experienced at least one relationship where maybe you felt like you were losing yourself. You know, the other person was becoming so dominant or domineering in the relationship that it seemed like your opinion didn't matter anymore or you didn't get to do the things you wanted to do or eat the places you wanted to eat. You know, I I remember uh, being in a relationship myself one time where every time I mentioned, well, it was like this. He would say, so what do you want to eat tonight? And I would offer up two, three different restaurants, and every restaurant that I turned down, he would say no, and then we'd end up going where he wanted to go anyway. And so it almost felt like, well, why are you asking me? In fact, at one point I did have to ask, why are you asking me? 
And, of course, the comment was, well, no, I want to go where you want to go. But you get what I'm saying. You know, when you feel like you keep giving an opinion and your opinion doesn't matter, that's a sign that you might want to do a little bit of a checkup. If you feel unimportant, if you feel ignored, if every time you're having a conversation with your significant other, they seem to be multitasking on a million things and all you're really getting in return is, yeah, uh-huh, or maybe no comment at all, sometimes still ignored. It can lead to you feeling bored in the relationship, and then it often leads to this toxicity kind of growing. If you feel that there's a lack of trust, if there's poor communication, if there's no chemistry and you guys aren't really feeling like being intimate anymore, all of these things are just signs and symptoms that there may be something going on in the relationship to indicate that it's not healthy. So when we think about toxic relationships, here's some things to consider. One would be how do you handle the little bumps and the hiccups that happen? You know, not the major things, for the most part, When there are glaring red flags and sirens going off, we know that the relationship is bad. But oftentimes what happens is there's nothing major. They're just little things, you know, the little acne that pops up, the little slight fever that you get, the pain in your knee, those kinds of things that go on in the body, they kind of go on in relationships too. So when you come to those little hiccups, how are you handling that? For example, in a healthy relationship, you can apologize when you do something small, like you put off date night because you've got to work, or when somebody forgets to take out the trash one more time, or stop by the grocery store or the dry cleaners or whatever the case might be. But in a toxic relationship, one of you would rather move across the country than actually say, I'm sorry, or apologize um, in a different kind of way. The most important thing is being able to own up after the fact. So if something goes wrong in a little, in a slight kind of a way, are you able to say, hey, I'm sorry, my bad, I shouldn't have done that, and I apologize? How you handle the hiccups is an indicator of how healthy your relationship might be. Another thing to consider is what do you emphasize about your partner? In a healthy relationship, you mostly tell each other the things that delight and excite you about each other and about the relationship. Now, you may have a few complaints here or there, or you may request that they do things a little bit differently than the way way that they might be accustomed to doing it. That's no big deal. In a toxic relationship, you're more about voicing your frustrations with each other than talking about what either of you does right. And anything that you focus on tends to grow. So often what happens is, We are so focused on the small percentage that's not going well that we give it our full attention. The other person is feeling unappreciated. They're feeling nagged and badgered. They're feeling like, I don't even want to be around you because instead of recognizing all the goodness, you keep harping on the things that aren't pleasing to you. And like I said, what you focus on grows. So one of the things you want to ask yourself if you're trying to determine is this relationship healthy or not is what do you emphasize? What do you say not only to your partner, but what do you say to your girls? What do you say to the boys? You know, men don't talk about the relationship thing as much as women do in a direct kind of a way. So really I'm kind of talking to the women on this point right here. When you get with your girls and you're talking about that man in your life, Are they hearing how great he is, how he opens doors, how he runs your bath, how he's always asking you where you want to go and what you want to do, how he will sometimes help you out uh, around the house, even though the house is not his home? 
Or are your girls hearing about how trifling he is? Are they hearing about how he never has any money, how he doesn't plan, how he's sloppy, he shows up late, yada, yada, yada. So, again, what you emphasize about your partner is an indicator of how healthy the relationship might be. Another one to take a look at is how often do you use the silent treatment? In a healthy relationship, even when one of you is upset with the other, you still think about their feelings, and you don't want to cause any unnecessary pain by ignoring them. You don't want to go all out of your way to do something that you know would be upsetting to them. In other words, you're not thinking about revenge. You're not trying to get back at them and make them hurt because they hurt you. In a toxic relationship, one person completely ices the other one out after a fight. And sometimes that ice lasts a long time. It can be winter up in the crib for quite some time, given the personalities of certain individuals. So we want to pay attention to things like that. First of all, let me say that if you're really giving one another the silent treatment, that's, that's high school and you need to let it go. But it's also a form of manipulation. It's an emotional manipulation. Now, I'm not saying that if you get upset, you can't take some time to cool off, but you can let that be known as well. You can say, you know what, I need a minute, or you can say, you know what, I need to go get some air right now. You can take time to just process what happened, regroup, think about how you want to move forward. All of that is good. We just want to make sure that you don't go around ignoring, rolling your eyes, closing doors, sleeping in another room, you know, the, the true cold shoulder, and, and do that for some prolonged period of time. Also, Very Wise Book says that you should not go to bed angry. And so we need to make sure that when that happens, you talk it out. You give yourself some time, or you at least say to the other person, I, you know, I'm not ready, but I will be soon. And, and you don't let something like that drag on for days. What else can we do to determine if a relationship is healthy or toxic? Well, another one is whether or not you're both truly dependable. And I know that one probably caught you a little off guard because we think about things that people do or don't do and how it makes us feel when we talk about toxic relationships. But you need to take a look at how dependable is the other person. So, for example, in a healthy relationship, when your partner says they'll do something, you know that they're going to follow through. You don't have to check up on them. You don't have to remind them. And, again, I'm not saying that little reminders here and there are signs of a toxic relationship. I'm not saying that at all, particularly as you start getting a little older. For some, it's once you hit that 4-0. For others, it's a little bit later. And then for some people, they're just forgetful to begin with. So if you know that, you may have to remind someone to do something or just question, you know, hey, did you remember to take care of X, Y, Z today? I'm not talking about on that scale. I'm talking about in a toxic relationship, you're never exactly sure whether they'll stick to their promises or if it's all lip service. So are they telling you things just to shut you up? Are they telling you things and they change their mind and then they just kind of leave you hanging, never come back and say, hey, you know, I thought about it and I know I told you that we would take that trip, but um, funds aren't right right now, so we're just going to have to put it aside. Do they say, okay, I will stop by and pick up the kids after school 
and then the school calls and says, no one has come to pick up your child. I mean, those are the things we're talking about. Is this somebody that you can depend on to do what they'll say? And you want to start watching with the small things. Do they call when they say? Do they come by when they say? If they say we're going to have a date on a certain night, does that actually take place? So pay attention to whether or not you're both truly dependable. Any relationship, there are going to be disagreements. Sometimes people will say to me, oh, we never argue, and they think that that's a great thing. Well, it can be. It can be as long as you are communicating your disappointment, your feelings, et cetera, in a healthy way that's non-argumentative. But for most couples, there are these little flights, uh, fights excuse me, that take place from time to time. So how many little fights turn into huge blowouts? Well, in a healthy relationship, you can agree to disagree. It's just that simple. You are two totally different people. You don't think exactly the same. You don't feel exactly the same. You may have different opinions about things, and sometimes it's okay to agree to disagree. And that usually happens around things of, of opinion. You know, if we're talking about some policy about how we're going to handle finances, we still need to come up with a plan even though one person may not be totally on board or think there's a better way to do it, but you have to come to some agreement. But I'm talking about those fights that turn into huge blowouts. So in a toxic relationship, a small little difference of opinion often turns into this big, sprawling argument. And it can be hard for people to recognize that having different opinions doesn't mean that someone is right and someone is wrong. Different just means different. There are a multitude of ways to get one job done. And you just have to come up with the way that works best for the two of you or at least something that you can agree to go along with and support. Don't let it turn into anything that becomes bitter. Don't let it turn into the big fight. But talk through it until both people feel, you know, like they say in church sometimes, all hearts and minds clear. If everybody's clear, we've said what we had to say, we came to a decision, let it go. Another thing to consider if you're looking at the health or toxicity of your relationship is whether you can handle being on your own, whether you can handle being on your own. So in a healthy relationship, you regularly have like movie dates with friends and your partner has their own events that they go to. You have time maybe where you go um, visit family and your partner doesn't go. Maybe the partner goes to visit his family or her family. In a healthy relationship, you don't get rid of the friendships. Now, I'm not talking about opposite-sex friendships where you know that person is feeling you or where you had an intimate relationship, sexually intimate relationship with them at some point in time. That's the topic for another show. But what I'm talking about now is when you have, you know, for women you have your girls, guys you have the dudes you hang out with, whoever your friends are, you don't have to totally give that up, and you shouldn't totally give that up. You might change the activities that you get involved in when you hang out with them, but you don't just completely give up the friendships. And then, of course, sometimes you just need me time. So whether the me time involves going to get hair and nails done, going to the gym, uh, going to the the firing range and, and shooting, whatever it is that you enjoy, you need to keep that time. And in a healthy relationship, it's it's prevalent. You know, you continue to do those things. However, in a toxic relationship, you two become like 
human Velcro. Every time you see one, you see the other. You're never apart from each other. And actually, when that gets to a certain level, it's called codependency. Codependency can seem flattering at first. You know, it looks like a sign that things are going so well that you can't stand to be away from each other. Or it looks like, wow, this person completes me. Or I just feel so much better when you're around. If those are the kinds of things that are going on, it could be that being together is some form of insecurity. You know, codependency can happen because one person is afraid to be on their own or maybe that's a form of control. If I'm with you all the time, I know where you are, who you're with, and what you're doing. Or maybe it's I need you around to make me look good and feel good. It can happen in a number of different ways, and it can, it can be expressed um, as something that is healthy. We just can't stand to be apart. But people in healthy relationships know that when you cultivate your own hobbies, your own friendships, friendships and your own interests, that you actually make the bond better. There is a little bit of truth to that cliche about absence makes the heart grow fonder. When you're away and you're growing as an individual, you really appreciate the, the together time when the two of you come back together. Before I go into the last couple of ones that I have for you, I do want to again remind you that if you'd like to be a part of the conversation, you can join at 347 637 23 one nine. Here's one more, and these aren't in any order of importance. It's just kind of the order that I thought of them in and wanted to share. So one is how comfortable you feel being open. You know, many times when we read about relationships, we, we read things that say relationships fail for one of three reasons, and one of the top three reasons is always communication. People talk about how important it is to communicate. And that's why I mentioned earlier that for couples who say, oh, well, we never argue, if you don't argue but you talk it out some other kind of way, that's great. But if you don't argue because you never talk, that's not so good. So in a healthy relationship, both of you feel like you can discuss pretty much anything, even if it's the fact that you ran into your ex or maybe you got hit on while you were out with friends. Now, again, you don't want to throw those things up in someone's face to get a rise or a reaction out of them. You know, sometimes I hear women say, he's so chill all the time, I just have to say things to see if he really cares about me. No, again, that's emotional manipulation, and it's high school, so leave it there. I'm not talking about saying things to uh, manipulate the other person into doing or feeling what you want them to do or feel. I'm just saying that whatever goes on in the course of your day, the good, the bad, the ugly, you should be able to talk about it without fear of isolating that person or fear that they're going to retaliate somehow because of what you said. But in a toxic relationship, you find yourself hiding some, you know, seemingly innocuous things from people because you're afraid that if you say something to them, they're going to get upset they're going to retaliate, they're going to react in some strange kind of way. I've heard people say, well, I didn't want to tell them because, you know, I didn't want them to get upset. Well, if the thing that you did is going to make him upset, the problem isn't telling him. The problem is the thing that you did. So don't do the things that you know will upset your partner, and then you have no problem. But if by chance that happens, Again, I just say be upfront. You should be able to talk about anything and everything with that person that you're intimate with. And part of the problem is we get physically and sexually intimate without ever having that real intimate connection. If you don't have a solid, firm, healthy foundation for your relationship and you just jump right to the sex, then many times you have this 
false sense of security in your relationship. Things feel a lot better than they actually are because good sex can mask a whole lot of bad things in a relationship. And so when you allow yourself to get sexually intimate before you really have that intimacy of the hearts and minds, then it does make it more challenging when you want to have those open conversations about anything and everything. So I saw it broken down like this, um, and I'll share this with you before I give you just one or two little tips on how to make it better. I was reading, as I always do before I come and talk to you guys. I mean, I am, as you know, a certified relationship specialist through the American Psychotherapy Association, but I still take time when there's a topic that's brought to my attention or just something on my heart to speak to you about. I do my research. I want to make sure that the information I'm giving you is current, it's about something that's trending, and it's got some facts behind it. Now, I can't say that that applies, all of that applies to what I'm about to share with you, but I saw this chart in an article on the Internet, and I thought that um, the chart laid it out pretty well. So I'm going to share what it says with you. So imagine this. There were two columns, and the column on the left talked about some things pertaining to healthy relationships, the column on the right, things to toxic relationships. Some of this I've covered um, already, but this is just a nice, succinct way of presenting it to you. So in a healthy relationship, they have their free time to do what they like. In a toxic relationship, they stick with each other all the time. In a healthy relationship, they share equal status. That's an important one that I did not go into. But you don't, well, to some extent I did talk about, you know, will somebody feel like they're being dominated or someone is domineering. You need to make sure that you're on equal level. Not that because I am, and again, it just tends to be this way in our society, but because I'm the man, I make the decisions. I tell you what to do. You're my woman. You have to do it my way. No, no, no. There should be equal status, and there's equal status in a healthy relationship. In a toxic one, one of them dominates the relationship. In a healthy relationship, they take conflict as a means to boost their mutual understanding. In other words, if we don't agree and there's some conflict, we take that as an opportunity to talk and help the other person. No, that's the, that, I don't want to say it that way. I don't want to give you the impression that you're trying to convince the other person about your side. You should be trying to gain a deeper understanding of where your partner is coming from. So you use the conflict to say, okay, help me understand why you feel that way or why you see it that way, and really listen with an open heart and an open mind. So it builds that mutual understanding. However, in a toxic relationship, they refuse to communicate when there's something wrong. People shut down, or they'll just leave, or they'll say, no problem, just let it go. Or they say, I'm good. You know, no, we, you might be, but maybe I'm not, and I can't be good until we talk this through. In a healthy relationship, they have personal growth by learning from each other. I think you can learn from anyone and everyone. It does not matter their level of formal education. It's just a matter of are you willing to hear what they're saying because people have had some life experiences that you can learn from, things that you may not have or may never have the opportunity to experience. So there's always personal growth because we're sharing, we're talking, we're communicating, we're being intellectually intimate with one another, and the growth naturally stems from that. In a toxic relationship, they remain the same no matter how long they stay together. No growth, no change. Sometimes people say, I'm the same person I was 10 years ago when you met me. Well, that, my friend, is a problem because in 10 years, you should have grown, developed, you know, matured. Something should be different. In a healthy relationship, they share the same values and vision. 
doesn't mean you're the same person, doesn't mean you do things exactly the same, but your ideas, the, the big, broad ideas, your philosophy about life and where you want to go and where you see the relationship going, there should be some similarity there. In a toxic relationship, they head in different directions and are not willing to compromise. That's the key right there, not willing to compromise. You can agree to disagree, but you've got to find that sweet spot. If somebody's not willing to compromise, that's toxic. In a healthy relationship, they have great trust in each other. In a toxic relationship, you know, they're checking email, phone, voicemail, social media accounts, etc. In a healthy relationship, they feel happy for each other's achievements. In a toxic relationship, they feel insecure or even jealous when the other gets ahead. Do not envy someone else's success. What's for you is for you, and what's for them is for them. And when you genuinely care about someone, you want to make sure that you get behind them when good things happen to them. In a healthy relationship, they accept each other as who they are. In a toxic relationship, they want to change each other to fit what they think the ideal person should be like. Now, one thing that I want to mention is, as you process all of this, bear in mind that even though I'm using it with respect to romantic relationships, this also fits with your friendships too. Sometimes you have friends or even family members who have become friends. Uh, you know, you guys have that, that friendly kind of bond that you want to give consideration to. So I'm going to quickly read through the column of the healthy ones again. And this time I want you to think about it from the standpoint of who are some friends or coworkers or, you know, whatever the neighbors, whatever the case might be, that I'm really close to and I spend time with, and is this healthy? So in healthy relationships, they have their free time to do what they like. They share equal status. They take conflict as a means to boost their mutual understanding. They have personal growth by learning from each other. They share the same values and visions. They have great trust in each other. They feel happy for each other's achievements, and they accept each other as who they are. Very important things to keep in mind because all relationships have the potential to be healthy relationships or to be toxic relationships. I know that I personally have put distance between me and certain uh, individuals who were once friends because I felt like it was toxic. I didn't feel like they had my back, like they had my best interest at heart. I didn't feel like they were dependable. They did not do the things that they said they would do. I felt like when they talked, there was so much negativity in the things that they said. And when they talked about other people in their lives, all I ever heard about was all the bad things about this brother that you've been dating for two years. If he's that bad, then why are you with him? So, you know, sometimes you really just have to give thought to why am I maintaining even a friendship relationship with this individual? So as always, I like to leave you with just a little bit of advice of something you can do. If you feel like, you might be in a toxic relationship, then talk about it. That's the number one thing. Talk to the person that you're with, whether it's a friend or whether it's a romantic relationship. Even if you're just dating and you really haven't, you know, gone, gotten into a, a deep, serious relationship, if you already wonder whether or not it's healthy, then you need to express your feelings to, to that person. You don't necessarily want to say, hey, I think this is a bad, toxic relationship. But you might want to say, when X happens, I feel Y, and I want to talk about that. When A happens, I feel W, and I want to talk about that and have that conversation. And if they're not willing to, remember the things I went through, if the hiccups, if the little things turn into fights, if you can't agree to disagree, that will give you a clue right there. A second thing I would say is if you want to continue in the knowledge around this, then do some reading. If you're not big on reading books and magazines, find a quick article on the Internet. Just check the source 
and make sure that it's coming from uh, a reputable publication, but read and get some more signs, get some tips, those kinds of things. Discuss it with well-meaning, well-intentioned people. They don't always have to be counselors, but I, of course, go in that direction because you want somebody that's knowledgeable, not somebody that's just going to give you their opinion based on whatever they may have faced in life. So, again, I'm Dr. Linda Wiley. This is Relationship Remedies, and our remedy today was around toxic relationships. We were talking about how you tell the difference between a relationship that's healthy and when one that's not. I'm going to invite you to join me next time for another Relationship Remedy. And in the meantime, follow me on Facebook or Twitter. I'm also on Instagram, Dr. Linda Wiley, D-R-L-I-N-D-A-W-I-L-E-Y. You can also check out my website, drlindawiley.com, and you can call to leave a message if you have a question uh, after today's broadcast. The number to call toll-free is 855-771-4849. Again, 855-771-4849, and I wish you nothing but love and healthy relationships. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. I didn't know so that, it was that serious, and I didn't know that it was you, but I know when you said, look, I'll give you some stuff for my life to talk. Yeah. Um, gee. One second. Um, passed in October. Um, yeah, hold on one second. You let know, me call I, you from the phone because okay. we're still on. Okay, let me call you from the phone. Oh, okay. All right, call me back. Okay. Bye. Mm-hmm.